Welcome to Cypherspeak, Artifacts, Ciphers, and Podities. My co-host is Darcy, an enthusiastic game ambassador who mutates mollusks. And my co-host is Troy, an improvising game master who plays to find the end of the story. And this is Cypherspeak. So today we're going to be unearthing the artifact of what is Cypherspeak. So we're just introducing you to the format. And so this podcast is essentially a discussion podcast about the Cypher system by Monty Cook Games. And in each episode, we will cover a topic or question which we'll introduce here in the artifacts section. We'll look into the mechanics of the Cypher system, GM or player advice, hacking different genres or fandoms into the Cypher system, and delve into the various lore of all the settings available for the Cypher system, including Numenera and the Strange. Excellent. So we'll be using ciphers to throw at these artifacts, these topics we're looking at, to introduce new perspectives, angles, or to introduce segments of these artifact topics to help sort of unpack it and elaborate upon it. And to do this, we will be taking two perspectives at every topic that we go over, So, for instance, we may cover a topic in the player versus the GM perspective. We may cover a topic in different settings or cipher system worlds. For example, uh, how do you use something in Numenera versus the Strange versus one of the many worlds of the cipher system settings? Or maybe various genres, just breaking it down to how can you use something in horror versus science fiction and, and things like that. So just to how to take something for the cipher system, whether it's a rule or a piece of lore, and break it down so that it can be interesting for uh, multiple different perspectives. Excellent. So for today, what we're going to throw at you, because it's episode zero, we're introducing you to uh, what we're going to do here, is we're each going to talk a little bit about, you know, our own takes on what the Cypher system is and, and why we like it. So for me, there are two major factors that really sell the Cypher system. The first one is that the core mechanic of the Cypher system really appeals to me. So you set a level of difficulty for whatever task is about to be attempted, no matter what kind it is. And then you as a player use your wits and your surroundings and your skills and your training and your tools to bring down that difficulty to attempt the task. And you roll on a d20 and see where that takes you. What I really like about this is that You know, there aren't many subsystems to go check out. You don't have to reference the book a lot. You know the core mechanic. You can get up and go. I also think that players, especially new players, find this really empowering because once they sit down at the table, they have to learn this core mechanic and then they really don't have to turn to me and say, how would I do this if I wanted to do X? They just tell me what they want to do, no matter how wacky or insane it is, and we just give it a level of difficulty and go. Uh, so I really like that aspect of it. I think it works really well for me. And the second part that I really like, uh, the second cipher I'm going to throw at this is um, I'm going to take a quote from the book, which is, discovery is the soul of the cipher system. So I think initially this is a quote meant to illustrate that you know, how you advance in the cipher system is through getting XP and you get XP through discoveries as opposed to, you know, crushing on monsters and, and uh, punching through walls and things, right? You have to find things. You have to find the hidden base of an enemy or, a, you know, a serum to soup up your superpower or, you know, like a clue to your mysterious past. It can take a lot of forms, but it's essentially discovery. Um, but what I think this more broadly tells us is that this game is about 
is about the narrative. It's about the story, um, both for the players and the GM. So um, I think the GM intrusions element and also the minor and major effects on die rolls, those are chances for the GM or the player to kind of introduce something new and cool. And um, these opportunities to sort of inject a new narrative element is kind of a, a meta discovery for me as a game master. You know, I'm not the end all be all. I don't know all. Players are going to tell me about this cool major effect they do that totally does something wacky to my story, or they're going to throw a cipher I never could have expected. Um, and it's going to throw a wrench in things in really beautiful ways. And so I feel like that's the discovery element for me as a GM and helps me feel like I'm playing the game even when I'm running it. So I feel like those are my two, you know, most loved parts of the cipher system. How about you, Troy? Yeah, th those are great. Um, it definitely speaks to, I think, a lot of the things that, that we love about the cipher system. And I, I think my takes on it are similar, you know, maybe just so, some different uh, perspective on, on the, some of those same items. For me, when I first kind of read through the Cypher system and started playing it with Numenera, for the first time that I remember, GMing no longer felt like work for me. So what that means to me is that, you know, prior to this, GMing always had some degree of a job to it. So it was... Mm. You know, you have to prep, you have to get everything ready for the game. Then during the game, you know, there's you're looking up rules or you got to study ahead of time for all of those things. And that kind of all falls away with the Cypher system. And, you know, a lot of it just kind of flows. And, and for me, it just kind of hits that that right place. You know, and one of the big things that I actually attribute to this, which was kind of a big design decision, I'm sure, when they were creating the Cypher system for Numenera, is that the GM doesn't roll any dice. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it, it almost sounds a little strange, but it puts me in the story state of mind is the way that I like to think about it. Absolutely. You know, so I'm there and I'm thinking and focusing on the story or thinking of a GM intrusion yeah. or or whatever, and I don't have to do any math. Mm -hmm. So my story mind, I guess, is fully engaged. And the Cypher system just really does that very well. And, and that's one of the reasons I really love the game. And like I said, make, made GME no longer really feel like work. Uh, and the other thing that I really appreciate from a GM's perspective is that the folks at Monty Cook Games are really good about creating things to make GMing easier. They, they work with that in mind. So, you know, they, they create a lot of great supplements. Um, you know, they have all these card sets like the cipher cards yes. or the artifact deck that recently came out, the asset deck that's coming out with uh, Worlds of the Cypher system. Like oh, these yeah. are all great, helpful things for for the GM. And even the, the books themselves, the way they're laid out with sidebars referencing you to different locations in the, in the books or whatever, that all just helps make GMing a little bit easier. And kind of with that, you know, I talked about how I get to engage my story mind, but the game for me has just the perfect amount of story versus crunch. Mm. We've all played, you know, really focused story games and those are fun. You know, I really enjoy them, but I like a little bit of crunch in my game, but not a lot of crunch where it bogs down gameplay, kind of like you were talking about with the one core mechanic. Yeah. So I like to have just enough and the cipher system for me 
kind of fits right in and it really supports my my GM style, which, you know, I have a story in mind, but I don't always know how that story is going to end. So it really allows me, I think, to improvise and allows my players to improvise and ultimately for us to play to find out the end of the story. You know, the last thing I'll say is that I think that what really hooked me into the Cypher system originally before I kind of fell in love with it for all things um, was, you know, the real evocative settings, especially that came out originally with Numenera and the Strange. I just love the science fantasy aspects of Numenera and all of the great, just all the great things that were in just that original core rule book yeah. and obviously all the stuff they've <laughs> added to it since then. And then the strange, just with the ability and the kind of the encouragement to say, hey, you can create whatever sort of world within the strange and a recursion and have it do whatever. Uh, I, I just really love both of those settings and they really made the uh, made the game click for me. And then once I got into it, then I just I just loved all of the the kind of the GMing stuff that went along with it. Yeah, the setting hooked me a lot too at first. One thing I really like is uh, I read that Numenera core book like a bedtime story over and over again <laughs> for like weeks and weeks until I got to run my very first game that I ever GM'd ever. That stuff is just so well written and so evocative and so exciting, and it you know it set, it sets a good balance too of like exciting plot hooks, but it leaves a lot of blanks for GMs. I think so. I think it does fit well with both of our styles. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, question for you because I think you've mentioned this before. It recently came up for me. I have a nine year old daughter, and she was reading a, a different systems book. Um, I, I think that you also mentioned to me that Numenera was the first game book that you had read that felt inclusive. Oh my god! For you. Yes, it like moved me. You know, I was just reading through the lore. There were lots of like women and uh, you know yeah. in in positions of power, and they were like evil, and they were mm -hmm. jerks, and they were awful, and there were good <laughs> ones, and there were cool ones, there were ugly ones, and pretty ones, and um and you know there yeah. were ones in like with like wives, and there were ones who weren't married at all, and it just like the diversity that a woman could be in the Numenera setting. I was like, oh, it made me so comforted. I felt like this was a setting that was like whoever you are, dear reader, you can feel like. <laughs> your identity can belong here, right? Um, yep, that was absolutely. super cool for me. Um, that was that was really big. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the important point there is that it's that's not something that just happens easily or at all right. in the game industry today. I mean, that's something that Monty Cook Games takes a very proactive approach to, and, and I really appreciate it, oh, and yeah. I know you do as well. Yep, and the art too. The art's really diverse. Yeah. You know, there are a couple RPG books that I love dearly, but have some like kind of squicky art or like kind of don't have any women in it at all. And so for women who I know who I'm trying to get into gaming, like I would feel a little iffier giving out those books to be like, hey, come join my hobby. But like with any Monty Cook Games book, you know, I can hand it out and I don't care who gets it. I don't have to be afraid that they're going to like feel uncomfortable by something, right? I'm sure that took a lot of work by MCG. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, uh, we'll kind of move on to the last section of our show here every uh, time that we have it, and uh, that is Podities. Podities are a grab bag section where we'll share something cool we saw or want to promote. And since the Cypher System community is so awesome and 
MCG is so prolific, there's a good chance that we'll be dishing out Cypher system related podities fairly often, but it might not always be Cypher system related if we happen to see something else uh, that we really like that week. So Darcy, what do you have uh, for us today? So my podity this week is that I want to give a shout out to Talking Games, which is a great podcast that everyone should go check out. If you Google Talking Games with Phil and Senda or check out the show notes, it'll be there. It's a podcast that is a combined effort from Misdirected Mark, and she's a super geek, so it has Phil and Senda from there. It's kind of a short-form podcast that talks about different topics in gaming and with the one-shot versus campaign perspective. That's really cool, so you should all check it out. Um, it kind of kicked Troy and my my butts into motion with this <laughs> podcast, really. Yep. You know, a short-form podcast really worked for us, so... um yeah, I really want to thank them for being inspiring and really supportive of us too. So go listen to their podcast. It's fabulous. Yep, they they are awesome. My podity this week is uh, Monty Cook Games themselves. You know, if they hadn't made these awesome games and these wonderful settings and, and all of the awesome, awesome stuff that they do, we wouldn't be inspired to be making a podcast today. In fact, without the cipher system, Darcy and I probably oh, wouldn't even know each you're other so right. today. Ah. Um, so, you know, they, they are awesome. They make awesome products. Um, if you're listening to us today, you might know of them or you probably know of them. But if you don't, all of the stuff that we're talking about primarily going to come from them or at least the very least based on their systems. So please go and check them out at monicookgames.com. And, you know, buy some of their stuff and, and check out a new game book. And I'm sure that it'll be awesome. Absolutely. So this has been episode zero of Cypher Speak. So if you would like to reach out to us, which we hope you will, I'm findable at Twitter at Darcy L. Ross, D-A-R-C-Y-L-R-O-S-S. And I am at Troy P23. So T-R-O-Y P23. And we'd love it if you would send us your feedback, suggest some artifacts, ciphers, or podities to shout out or talk about. And you can do that either by reaching out to us at Twitter or we do have an email, cypherspeakpod at gmail.com. We'll have it in the show notes and it's just spelled like the website, which is cypherspeak.com. And please remember to subscribe or rate us on iTunes or both if you prefer, because that would be awesome and definitely helps new people find the show and helps us grow. So please, if you if you have a couple of minutes, if you could do that, that would be super awesome. So Darcy, what kind of weird Numenera mollusk did you create this week? Well, okay, is that a podcast or what? Cypherspeak is a member of the Misdirected Mark Podcast Network, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Mm-hmm.